want to share with you something which is partially 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 connected, and I'll tell you how it's partially connected as we move along. But the starting point sounds like it's much out way out there. So the story behind is like this. Um, uh, I've been grappling with this question for quite some time, but it came to a head, as it were. I was somewhere for Shabbos, and the person was speaking with, with, to his Tamidim, and it really wasn't my place to interject. <laughs> and I couldn't control myself. <laughs> so he says, you know, that in his yeshiva, you know, what they do is they really teach the kids the MS, like, you know, that you gotta, you got to be like, top-notch Tamachacha. So I said, why is that the MS? It was like, what do you mean, why that's the MS? So... Um, at some point in the, in the conversation, I just, I, you know, I really, you know, it's him with his Talmud. It's not my place. i got to step back. I sort of stepped back. But I've been grappling with the question in the following way. There's a letter that Odessa writes um, about, you know, discussion with the Gdalim of his generation. The, the question was, why is it that Germany seemed to be very successful after the, you know, the, the reform, the first was able to create B'nai Torah, Erlich Balabatim. On the other hand, there's, there's, there's no G'dalim which were coming out of Germany. The other end of the spectrum, Lithuania was creating these super, superstar G'dalim, but there was, they were losing people, left, losing people left and right, where they were coming from. And so the answer is that Germany did not had a program which spoke to what you need to make a person so in that program you know anybody can be successful you know almost anybody right so you create a program which really targeted the middle crowd and you and you did it well but you didn't have a program which targets the top top end but when they targeted the top end and you lost the bottom part so he says that they asked for prime brisker you know, can we accept that? And Rav Kaim said that Klaiso needs their Gedolim, and that's the lifeblood of Klaiso, and if we have to lose somebody along the way, we're going to have to lose some people along the way. That's what Prime Brisker answered. Rudester brings this letter in Chalikim, all the letters, which is like a... Now, is that the same answer throughout the ge- generation and generation, you know, or you talking about the specific situation? I don't know. And what percentage is worth it? And, and where do you draw? You know, yeah, well, it's ninety percent. Right, you know, so now, now, was Nifter in nineteen eighteen. The real drop in the Lithuania Jewry was really between the two wars. Between the wars. So I don't know whether Rukhaim would have given the same answer at that point in time. You know what he was talking about? What was before? In most places in the shtetl, people till the upheaval of World War One, people stayed in the shtetl and they basically stayed from because that was everybody did. That was the standard. I so you had the, the kid who got his dream to go off of it, run off to the you know the big cities and join the university, and they all became you know fry or they they converted etc. Whatever it was, but basically, what the, the upheaval of World War One, everybody lost their reserve that they had in the shtetl. People were just on their own, and then you know was, they came back. You know, hey, they've been all on their own. They, they never had a real foundation because they didn't understand Yiddish quite most of them. So, but they, 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 we don't understand what World War One was like because we you know World War Two in our minds eclipsed World War One. Like nobody, the, the, the over twenty million people were uprooted during World War One. And many, many, I mean, millions of people died 
it was it was like mind-boggling the, the situation, you know, trying to understand it. And then with this Russian Revolution coming at the same time, and there was a reason why there was a revolution. It was it was it was a mess. Rishi once had told us that um, he, when he, he once said to his his Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Tzibloch, that you know that that he had to get the yeshiva out of Europe because you know what you know Nazis etc. He said we survived, but one we could survive anything. You know we don't understand how bad it was. They, they couldn't picture anything worse than what was World War One. That's how bad it was. So I don't know if Rukhaim would give the same answer, but the Rukhaim was, was addressing this. Had to be sometime before. I imagine the letter was even before 1918 because that's when was Nifter. So it was, you know I don't know 1910 wherever it was. I don't remember the date whether there was a date or the, what the date was. Um, when he said we need our Gedolim, do you think that meant because they give guidance to the Hamon? In which case, at a certain point, if there's no Hamon, or did he mean some spiritual... I think he meant both. I think he meant both. Now, I mean, the, 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 the average Rav the, the, in, in, in Litla was off the charts Tamagokhim. These, you know, you, you know, you had a city of these little tetlovs. These were people amaratsim, and the rov was like, you know, just leila leila. And you know, each city in that circumstance, he basically they had the respect that Lithuanian Jewry had for the rabbon and for the midrachachamim was there was something about a litvak, you know, that they that chokma was something they respected. So he basically ran the city. So. You know, that circumstance that made sense on, on that level. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what he meant. The question is, you know, how do you translate that into the year 2018? It becomes much more, much more complicated. This is 100 years later, at least. You know, what's the translation? Now, scale it back. You know, in America, after 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 the World War II, when they were trying to establish um, terror in America. You had the similar type of a shayla, and, and the answer was given the similar type of answer. But again, but you know, we, we need to create a generation of tzmiyach chachamim. So you're going you're to put the bar very high, and some people will fail, will fail. And what will happen? We'll have to figure out what's going to happen with them. So I had this conversation with my rebbe in the 1970s. The 1970s was still, I mean, uh, just to this, I, mean, I mentioned to you before, but to describe what it was like in, 19, in 1970s, I went to the, 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 something called the Kinas B'nai Torah, which took place, took place twice a year in, in New York, in the Gudas Israel of 14th Avenue. So it had a large hall, which could hold about a thousand people. So there was a Kinas B'nai Torah, Cholomoyed Pesach, Cholomoyed Sukkis, and one of the other would speak. Rabbi spoke, Rabbi Gifter spoke, Rabbi Mersha spoke. And you would get together the B'nai Torah of the, of the Tri-State area. We fit into one room. Okay? So I'm, I'm talking 1976. Basically, there was about a thousand people. That was the B'nai Torah of, of Klayasa. I mean, there's people, you know, some people in Chicago, etc. But, you know, the, the majority was in the Tri-State area. And uh, we fit into a room. And I remember going to that room. And I, I, I mean, I learned the tells, and guys from the Lakewood, Philly, etc. But I know most of them by name. I didn't know them well personally, but we we knew each other. Like, so yes, this in 1970 we were still we, we we're looking now two generations later. This is 40 plus years later. You've had these people get married, have kids, and these they're, people get married and they're having kids, right? And when they they don't just have one kid, the Jews, you know, like you know, like you know, like rabbits, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, we we get a lot of them. So it's it's. Two generations later, we're talking about hundred thousand, you know, that were that are on a system. You know, I don't know whether or more. 
you know, and then the Sechidus was, was, was much smaller. So the, the, the target was, I asked my Rebbe this question, I said, I had a in Intel's, who were not making it through the system, you know, they were definitely, you know, were not able to keep up with the, the, the demands of the learning of the yeshiva in a way that they could feel good about themselves. They learned decent, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, they, they were decent, but considering the expectations, they felt like failures. And and the so I asked my rabbi, how do you deal with this? I, I mean, and he said, you know, there's a message you say for the the and the message you say for the yachid. The message for the tzibur, we have to push excellence in learning. That has to be the message. Because if you don't push that message, nobody, you're not going to push people to strive. But the yachid, the message is, whatever you do is fine, and you're you're valuable no matter what. I said, how do you how do you do that? Could you argue the opposite? that's true I said it doesn't work I said to him then this is you know I, don't, I said I don't get how it works this is like in the 1979 1980 I was I happened to have a I don't know penchant for like picking up the guys which I felt were having difficulty and I cared about them and I was close with them and I could, I remember my, my, one of my first times I, I was in Old Carusa they gave me this this boy from City X, like you know, who really was having difficulty, like you know, and I just like, I just took to that. I like that idea of you know, really helping people and working with them. So I ended up like you know, really caring about these guys who were struggling. Not necessarily they were struggling. They were struggling. If we would have lowered the bar, they would have been struggling. They would have felt fine, but they didn't feel good about themselves. So how do you feel good about yourself in that, that situation? That, that's what I was, you know. This is a question which I've been grappling with. Excellent years later. Now, the concept of a message for the Tiber and a message for Yoch is, is definitely true. I, and I'll give you one example, which is like totally off this topic, which is to give an idea of how it works like that. Um, um, I remember if you learn Rukhatsal Evanstein Shmuzen, like he was, he was a person who demanded, got, you know, in, in Yiddishkeit, a, a, a fierce growth process in Yiddishkeit. He wasn't tolerant of, uh, you know, you know, you've done one more mitzvah now this year than last year. You're such an exotic. You know, that wasn't his mahalach. You know, um, um, in the shmuzin, I actually asked a bacher to learn Rukhasel Shmuzin from Yom and the Roim. I asked him, it's potentially will give you depression to the point that it's not a, a mentally, mentally unhealthy to learn the shmuzin. That's how, that's how intense they are. One of, I, I had an older chavra who learned in Panyavich, he says, the Rukhasel Shmuzin, you walked into Shmuz, you came out like this big. You came out like this big. Like, like that's how you felt, you know. Okay, so I mean, you read the Shmuz and you see that. I, when they, I remember when they first published Rukhasel's Mechtavim, so I was like fascinated to see what, you know, what the Mechtavim are, as I got the Mechtavim. So I read them, it's not the same person. Says you need a little more gaiva. You have to believe in yourself more. You're such a wonderful person. You know, a guy. You know, you have to have a guy was important. I mean, he just said it was. If you have gaiva, you're going to burn a gehenim for like forty billion years. Here's saying gaiva is important. Like you know, excuse me. Like you know, it's like is it written by the same person? And I, you know, and it hit me like you know, that there's there's a message for the tzibur, there's a message for the yachid. Right, so the message of the tzibur is gaiva is a terrible thing because gaiva is a terrible thing. This individual person who has low self-esteem, I need to give him gaiva. Now, how do you get that message across? It's also a good question. Like you know, the kid went to the shmuz and said, "Oh, gaiva is horrible, horrible, horrible." And then they get to the room and half more gaiva. Like you know, he says, "Excuse me," like Rebbe made a there's a tall cipher in the letter. Like you know, how how are you convinced that that letter is? You know, how does it work? Okay, so you have to figure it out. But. Um, 
etc. And then that's that, and the tenor of the letters multiple times was you know how much I'm so proud of you and like you know and you accomplished so much you know and the schmooze was never enough and you're always got to do more and you know you got to keep growing and it's, you know it's like you know so I was like wow. That Bach actually told him he has to learn gateway to happiness during uh, Moshe Seder. He said, you can't learn gateway to happiness during Moshe Seder. It's like an English book. I said, I don't care. That's what you have to learn. He said, I'm not going to do it. He said, okay, you're not going to do it. But they'll tell you that's what you need. That's what you need. If you ask me what you, you need to learn, that's what you need to learn. Right? Yeah. Obviously, you know, if he's grappling with all self-esteem, he's not comfortable looking different than reading an English safer during Moshe Seder. Like, you know. And it's you know I mean it tells you most with the nigga like you know like you know the nigga imagine the nigga you know like you know, like everyone's like no 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 I'm still strong you saw it because he's to me more and the rabbi said it's like you know excuse me you know so he didn't do it but um, I would like to bring back the day of learning most with the nigga but that's a different issue so I've I've been grappling with this issue and I, I have a thought process which I think. So, so this this person afterwards, I spoke to him a little bit. He said, "You know, any person who's into basketball uh, needs to understand and, and does understand who are the who are the top players." Now, and he has tremendous respect for that, and he'll, he'll want to move towards that goal. If he, if he doesn't understand who the top players are, what what it means to be a top player, he'll never move towards that goal. But is he depressed that he never makes it there? Well, there are some people who are, but, but most people aren't. And most people know it's just so not Nagaya then. They just... so, 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 so he said, well, I, I need to convey the message to my Talmudim that Rukhaim Kalyevsky is where it's at. You know, that's our version of, you know, the, 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 the top in basketball. right? And, and now, you, therefore, you're going to not be complacent. You're going to move yourself. But you need to understand that even if you don't get there, as long as you move forward, that's, that's important. So I said, you know, that's a very delicate message. So I, I was thinking about the following thought. I want to share it with you. Um, now, I'm taking a complex issue and I'm, and I'm distilling it down to quote-unquote a simple solution. What I mean is a solution, the, the concept is simple. The implementation is frustratingly hard. But I think conceptually, it's simple. When I was, you know, preparing my thoughts for the dinner, and I spoke by the dinner, um, so I said two. I said two thoughts really by by the dinner. The, um, the, the one was the the concept of a moon in yourself. That's. Hemen Bailama Ubroya. Because Prophet believed in his world and he created it. That's what the Medrash says. So Ritzadik and Tikhus Tzadik takes that concept and he says, What does that mean? It means very simply, in the version of the world, obviously he believed it will accomplish what he wants it to accomplish, that's why he created it. So the Brother has has made a tremendous statement that he believes in the world by the fact that he created it. You know, if he didn't believe in it, he wouldn't create it. Well, taking a step right there, the Russian created me. So there's a saying in, in, in AA: God doesn't make junk. If Russian created me, he created me this way. Means this is the way I'm supposed to be, like that. And he he believes that that's something good. So I have to believe that too. If I say no, no, I'm bad. I'm not, I, I'm a mess. I shouldn't be like this. I, I, the, and what I'm really saying: the Russian messed up when he made me. 
That's kfira. So emunah kadosh baruch is mechayv emunah in yourself. That's that's what Rambam says. It's the whole par- it's the whole piece is about a paragraph about yei big, an awesome piece. Um, it's, it's not, it goes by Oisius. It's like something like Kuflan, Kuflan Hay, something like that. Oisius Kuflan Hay, something like that. I don't remember exactly where. That was the first point that I said. The second point that I said, as I said over a piece from the first, as I told you before, about Baltashkas. You know, that, 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 but there's a piece which I couldn't read. You know, in the, the section called Chukim, in the Chukim, in the section called Chukim, so the first one is about Baltashkas. Chukim is the way in Hirsch's understanding of the, the, the word, like we spoke about, Chukim means giving something it's just do. Like the Chuk means this is the, 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 Yosef, the, the power gave the, 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 their, their, their priests, they had a Chuk from power. They, had, they, had a, they, they were given a portion. Lechem Chuki, my portion. So everything has its just do. Everything in the world deserves a certain amount of respect, care, etc. He has a piece later on which he deals with uh, suicide. And we touched on this, right? So he talks about this idea of, so what's going to convince me not, and he's talking down the suicide, basically. That's what he's doing. He says, the, the, what are the answers you tell the person? The guy says, you know, I'm worthless, I have nothing to offer, etc. So as I'm reading this piece, it hit me the following thought. Let's, 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 let's go to an army, right? We, we indoctrinate the people when they come to the army that every soldier is necessary. We cannot tell the soldier, listen, you know, the reality is like, you know, we, don't need, we, don't, we really don't need you so much, you know, and we're going to put you up to the, as, as, as fodder for the cannon, you know, because you're, you're dispensable. He's not going to fight. We thought, you know, without you, who knows what's going to happen. You are in, integral to the, the, the success of the army. That's what we tell him. So the guy says, really? So why am I not a general? Huh. He doesn't say that. We train him to understand that there are different roles, and every role is just as important as the other role. But that, that still means a general is a general. And yes, if you have certain talents, you're going to move to become a general, and some people are going to stay in the infantry, you know, as as foot soldiers the rest of their life. You're going to be Private X. You move up to Private First Class. I'm like, wow, I made it. Private First Class, you know. I went from level, like the bottom level, three levels up, you know. Third class, second class, first class. Then start the sergeants, you know. I didn't even make it a sergeant. So why are they walking around the press the whole time? So what do we what do we do in the army? We we were able to create a message that the army is one unit. The army is bets in one body. And a body has different parts. So so we say to the person, listen, you know, a body. Like, you know, we understand that the head, the brain, and the heart are more, more important than the hands. It's like, are you happy without your hands? It's, no, no. <laughs> the hand. Well, it's not, it's, not, it's not as important as the head. Yeah, but it's it's so important that I don't measure it like that. I don't mention, you know, my hands she feel pretty, hands are pretty, like, you know, depressed, because they're not, they're not a head. Hands are hands. Ah, your head is a head. Yeah, but, the, you know, you know, what's the difference between the, the guy who's, you know, he has he has 57 billion and he has 570 billion. You know, maybe the guys there, like, like the numbers are so extraordinary that, like, it's, it's not important, the difference. We understand the Kleisel is one body. We're one army. And I need every soldier. And the fact that I'm not the general doesn't make me worth less. 
the problem which we're grappling with is because I, I define my self-esteem, which is what people grapple with, by the fact that I'm not the general. I'm just the soldier. We don't let that happen in the army because that, that, would, be, that would be demoralizing. We would lose the whole army. So we found a way to give across a message. Yes, we, we want the people who become generals become generals. We want them to strive. And we tell them, like, oh, I was a general, you know. But at the same time, we're able to get across a message that you're so valuable. How do we do that? We look at the army as one unit. And an army cannot function without soldiers, without infantrymen. It just won't work. Like, why would we become a... If, if it's so good to be a general, let's make them all generals. We don't have an army anymore. So the analogy which I used by the dinner was, was an engine. So engines need spark plugs. Like, that's pretty important. Because like, without spark plugs, you ain't going anywhere. You also need bolts to hold the engine block together. Otherwise, you're not going anywhere either. Now, the, the cost of a bolt is, 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 is less than the cost of a spark plug. The, the misfiring of, of a, a bolt is, worse than, is less significant than misfiring a spark plug. But without bolts, you're not going anywhere. So the bolts is there. I feel so depressed. I'm only a bolt. I'm not a spark plug. He understands without him, there's nothing. So Chazal says, If two people do a malacha together and neither one can do it on their own, each one is credited with the full result. And they're chayiv, stila, from the Mechal Shabbos. Even though the lochas of two people do a Shabbos together, they're potter. It's not two people. It's all me. Because without me, it wouldn't happen. I am only a bolt. It's irrelevant. You know, if you have a situation where it's seventy, it's fifty-fifty, both are chayiv. If it's seventy-thirty, also both are chayiv, because without the thirty, it's not going to happen. I don't need to be at an equal level to make it happen. So, when what's the problem? We measure our self-esteem by individuals, not by not by the tzibur. So, there's a fascinating piece of the, the Shiradaz. The Shiradaz says that people came to him with the question: "says What should you focus on? Should you focus on giving to Klai Yisrael?" Or focus on your personal growth. That was the question he asked. He says the rule of the question is because right, you see those two things in conflict. That's only because you see your ani as you and Klaisel is something out there. If you expand your ani to Klaisel, there's no stero. That's the words that he said. That sounds like so easy, right? That's a simple. Well, how do you expand your how do you expand your ani to Klaisel? Like you gave like a simple answer, like you know, it's not a stero anymore because if I understand that my next door neighbor is me. So, of course, I take care of myself. Uh, what do those words mean? I, how do you create that reality? So the point I'm saying is, we keep measuring ourselves. Listen, I'm me, and you're you. And if I'm me, and you're you, and I'm less than you, because you've got a higher position, I feel less valuable. I don't have good self-esteem. I don't have good self-esteem. I'm busy worrying about my, my emotions. I can't, be, I can't be busy growing, because I'm busy dealing with my negative emotions. If I can create a message... To everybody, that you are so valuable to Kaddish Baruch Hu and to Klai Yisrael, that without you, 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 we can't exist. And you are confident that in that message, you're comfortable seeing how far you can go. I'm not scared of the tribe because what, 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 and what happens? I don't, I don't go so, so. I don't go any further. I'm not scared of the tribe. But if, if, I, if my value is based on my failures and successes, I'm scared to try sometimes because if I fail, I'm a, I'm a failure. And I feel like a failure. So I think like the answer is we need to create. You know, you need to create a way to give a message that everybody that, that everybody. We're, there's no competition over here. We're all bets in one unit, and when bets in one unit, we're all totally necessary in that unit. 
and if we could, if we get that sort of like absorbed in our into our minds when we're young, and we're confident about that, so I'm totally comfortable with that. I'm 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 I'm, I'm such an important person. So now, once that's true, I don't feel like less. I don't have to measure myself against anybody else because it's irrelevant. So conceptually, it makes a lot of sense. How do you convey that to a kid? Is like mind-boggling because all of our systems, or not all of it, but a large amount of our systems, is based on competition. It's based on each individual person. And we talk about you know each person. You have to, you have to realize your carcass and worry about your growth, and you know, and and that's true, right? Revolver writes that you can't work with Bachram about Gaiva. Because they need Gaiva. They need to believe that there's there could be something extraordinary. So what do you do one day they find out that's not true? Like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, yes, the Vilna the Vilna going. Vilnor is a Vitana going. As long as you want, you'll be a going. Like that's what you tell the kids, right? You know. Give people giving them a carcass. There's Shavit Levi and there's there, and there's there's Shavit Zulans, you know, there's Shavit Naftolis. Does that mean that every that, that somebody in Naftolis can't become a Shavit Levi? He could. Can everybody in Naftolis become a Shavit Levi? No. Uh, so it means who's more important? So we, uh, that, that 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 if we can find a way to get that message across, that's a re- that's a relevant question. But our, great, our greatest motivation, which we use with, with ourselves, usually is through the Gaiva part. I want to become something special, therefore I'm motivated. Because I'm just going to... Russia came along and said, everybody's wonderful, everybody's equal. The result was nobody was going to do anything. There was no motivation. So, how do you motivate in Klyasil? Because the answer is Klyasil is important to me. And if I understand that I have something to contribute, which is of value to Klyasil, I want to give it. Can you make a kid who's selfish selfless? This is a very hard question. How do you do that? How do you convey that, 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 that it's not about you? It's about all of us. So you have like you have a few of these like little sadiqim which are like born like that, you know, right? And everybody else, it's you know, higher pay on them. You they don't start out like that, you know. The, the, the kids first, you know, like, I can't swim in the night because I'm going to wake up mommy. It's really not nice, you know. I'll deal with the fact that I'm starving and I'll go back to sleep, you know. You know, I'll suck my thumb, you know, in the middle of the night until the morning because like, it's not nice to wake up mommy. No kid says that, you know. They start up being very selfish, but they all have. There's, there's tremendous. At the same time, kids have tremendous potential of being selfless. You know, our our our, our kindle have moments where they like rise to the occasion. You're like, wow, just how do we clone that? That should happen again and again and again. So that's what that's that, that's the message that I'm thinking about. Um. I, I was looking at a piece. In this week's parsha, where we we, we discuss Moshe Rabbeinu, so all of the Balimus would say, you know, we're, we're given the biography of Moshe Rabbeinu, like you know, you write the biography, like you write the stories about how he, you know he was young, what made him special and unique, and that's like that's the message, which you know, so the sons of the Balimus they say, you know, when he was like when he was like uh, uh, X amount of you know young, he put on a yarmulke and said a bracha before he drank his milk, you know, when he was a child. You know, Clever Shiloh didn't have error for his age, you know, he, you know like, like uh, he went through Masechta's ex, you know, he made a Kabbalah, he had to learn Masechta's Menachas, so he was like, you know, nine years old, he sits down Simchas Torah night, and he finishes Masechta's Menachas. Zvachim Menachas in one night, you know. That's the story of the other guy. Right? 
whether true or not is irrelevant. Like Rivera Wine says, the stories are irrelevant, but they say a message about what Klaisel is machsha. Like, what, what stories do we t- say about Gazalim tells us whether the true or not is irrelevant? It, it tells us what we think is kosher. So if you get up, you know, we, if we be if we be a nation, we talk about stories about how wonderful people are at taking hitting balls with sticks. It tells you something about the people. He's such a phenomenal baseball player, right? If that's the stories that we tell, that we talk about the stories about how conniving and you know and way we're able. It also tells you stories about people. We tell stories about how these people were so wonderful they cared for somebody else, or how smart they were. And that tells you about what we're machshev. So one of the stories of Moshe Benos that he went that we were told that the Yarmusim was some. He goes out and he cares, and he comes to uh, to the ish the ish the the, the, the two nitzim. Right? What are you doing? Don't hit somebody. He comes to to Midian, and he saves. He protects him. Right? The, the, the the three stories were given, him. and then we have the stories. The matters adds in the stories of you know how he was a he was he was, he was uh, this, the shepherd and he cared for the sheep, etc. So what's the nakuda? Like, what is the Nakuda that we're defining over here? So Volba says the Nakuda we're defining over here is is is, uh, is the Mida of Nosibol and Mechaberet. That's the Mida we're defining. He says that it's it's not Chesed. Nosibol and is Chesed, but 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 the Mida is the idea that I can get into somebody else's situation and understand and feel about their situation. That is selflessness. And that is caring. Revolver writes in, in his when he started his his he started his body and chesed. You know, he would work with them working chesed. So his first assignment for the chabura was for the next two weeks, don't do any. I'm not asking to do any chesed. I want you to go out there and three times a day you meet random people, think about what their needs are. Because you can't do chesed until you know what people's needs are. So what are people's needs? I had I had a I had a chaver in yeshiva who was he was a really sweet person he really cared about other people etc. He just didn't get people. So one of my other chaverim who was like, we were both like working with him and trying to help him and develop him etc. He says you know so and so will run to the end of the world to do a chesed for for another person but for the life of man the man he can't figure out what people need. So once you explain to them what they need, he'll do it. And he'll like do it, you know, but he doesn't get people. So Revolva says, okay, my first step is I want you to get people. So for the next two weeks, three, three, three times a day, you're going to meet random people, whatever it would be, the, you know, the, the, post, the, the, the postman, you know, you, you walk into to the, the clerk behind the desk, you know, in, in, in the office, in the, in the store, etc. What are their needs? So they come back after two weeks and they give a report. He says, basically, basically, people reported that basically they, they found that most people's needs are very similar to theirs. <laughs> so he says, you obviously have no understanding of other people. People are not clones of you. All you're doing is seeing yourself, and you're like, this big tzaddik, you want to, you know, you want to do chesed, so you see, you, you clone yourself and everybody else. Right. The... I had a chaver who was nifter young in yeshiva, Moti Schneider, Allah v'shalom. So I remember by his by by the Levaya. 
So, he was Maspid. Besides Rashivas, he was Maspid. So he asked this theorem, the Ezel Chacham. So the the mission of it says Ezel Chacham Lo Mikol Adam. The Gemara Masechet this Tomit says Ezel Chacham Bereisan Olad. So which one is it? So he said the truth is that that a Chacham is a Bereisan Olad. But but how do you know what the Olad is? I mean I, I'm sitting here seeing the sister and realizing that this is going to play out eventually to X Y and Z. How do I know that? So I have life experience. I'm 80 years old. I've been through a lot of life. I know that the A leads to B, leads to C, etc. But I'm 25 years old. How do I know that? If you're loving Mikhaladim, you know that. The person is able to realize everybody has a piece of information and understanding that I don't have. You're able to see beyond yourself. Then you start seeing how the world works. So the the meat of the revolver says my, my goal is to get you to see how somebody else thinks and how somebody else what his emotions are what his feelings are. There's this wonderful English book. If there's any if there's anything I can do to help. Dot dot dot. So there's a whole section over there about about stupid comments that people say to people who are in difficult circumstances. You know the and you know and, and there's some winners and and these people are so well meaning. They come to Menachem Noble and they say, like, you know, they try to Menachem Noble with the line, which is like, you know, you know, you lost, you know, you lost the person sitting, but at least you have your other kids. Like, really? Like, that was really, really helpful, you know. The pain of a, of a parent losing a child is, 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 is not to bear. The fact that the children doesn't make you feel better. So you basically, you just minimized my pain. That's what you just did. You know, and these, and these type of lines, etc. you know, like, you know. Uh, Gloria Feldman has like a <laughs> she was sitting Shiva and uh, for, for Amram so Amram was lifted like suddenly he was, wasn't ill at all he was playing a game of football in the Red Shabbos and he, he had a heart attack and he died in terms of the picture what that means you know uh, um, Shana was like was, was less than a year old I think when it happened like or like she was a year, year old you know there's a woman with like three little four little kids all of a sudden, she's informed that her husband had a heart attack and dropped dead. Like the shock, you know, young young woman, you know, like. So she's sitting shiva. So somebody comes in and says, you know, why does it happen that people have good marriages? But of course, the person is saying, I don't have a good marriage. I wouldn't mind my husband. I wouldn't mind my, my husband dying. I wouldn't mind my husband dropping dead. But you, I, I feel bad for you. Like, oh like, gosh. thank you. That was like, it was like, you know, like, like, she just looks at her like, did you just really say that? Like, so there's, where does it come from? It comes from people which are well-meaning. They want to be, want to say something. They want to make the person feel good. They have no idea what it, how to relate to the person's pain. So they say stupid things. You know, somebody's sick. You know, somebody has a financial situation. Ramati Finkelman said said over a story that during the the real estate crash in the nineties. Like he went over to somebody, you know, to give him like a chizik and the moon and be talking essentially, you know. So, so the fellow looked at him. He said, in 1929, when the when the stock market crashed, people who committed suicide were the wealthy people who lost all their money, not the the, the, the average person. And he walked away. You don't know what it feels like to be go from being a multimillionaire to being impoverished. So what do you give me a chizuk about a You don't understand what I'm going through. Please leave me alone. Right. 
so I have no right to talk to him if, unless I really understand the pain he's going through. There are good in which talk are able to do that. I, I told you my my had with this with the square rib, you know that you know that. The Meshiva told me that he, that the Gifter told me that Skir Rebbe became Rebbe, his father was Nifter, he was, he was young, he was a young man. So Meshiva told me that the Skir, the, he holds the Skir Rebbe. Skir Rebbe is a person who went prematurely great for the Tzorah Sankhlai. So he, he carries the burden of the Tzorah Sankhlai. And I, my wife and I went to the Rebbe a few times, you know, for things, and I, I saw that. He, pushed, he gets your situation. Even though he never lived through it, he gets you. He gets into your head, and he can think ahead what he could do to help you alleviate your situation. So, I, mean, I came up with the stories a little bit of personal nature, but I was like, I was blown away with this ability. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the hospital. I got a phone call from somebody in Cleveland Heights that the guy from Square called him, that the Rebbe told him to get in touch with me. Said, I, Call him my pace up. The rabbi has nothing else to do but to contact the Litvak in you know, Cleveland because he needs chizuk. He's sitting in a, in a hospital dealing with an issue. You know, I, I, mean, I sent the message for you up to the, you know, the situation. You know, I take him to work. We were in the hospital. You know, but, you know, but like, like, wow. He got it. And how do I know he got it? I was there 17 years later and the rabbi remembered why I came. My mind reality. He remembered why I came. And it was a chuckle chutz would ask him. I was like, like Litvak that I would do it. Only the chutz would do that. He says, the Rebbe remember why I came. And he said, he, he'd tell me why I came 17 years earlier. He remembered me. He remembered my name. He remembered the name the, for the tefillahs. You know, you remember, how many people went through that, that office in 17 years? Like a million people? Right? I understand what Rashiba meant when he, just, when, when he said about the Rebbe. It's that the could be able to get into, into somebody else's. Uh, uh, be able to be. The focus is not about me. I'm, I'm so focused on you. Now, when I when I do that, the message is a message of, of I care about you tremendously because you know there's the people that you know you there's people that you find when they do a chesed, you feel like so comfortable taking it for them. And there's people you do a chesed, you push you don't want to take it from them because you know you're going to be beholden them for the rest of your life. Because one person, it's about you, and one person is about them. They say that um, the base of Levi in the sixth parsha says an awesome line. And I'll tell you what I think it really means and how it's misused. The base of Levi says that, you know, when you, when you do bigger Kharlem, the Kharla is like an Esrig. He's the, he's the vehicle of the mitzvah. The same way you beautify an esrog, you beautify, you, 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 you do this, you, 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 you beautify the chala, you take care of the chala as best as possible. It's a beautiful message. Right? There's a maizah with a certain, where the Alam Gala was, was ill, and he, he told some people, he doesn't want to visit them. He says, I don't want to be, I want to be a governor, not a chafsa. He's a chafsa of the mitzvah. So you're, letting, you're not letting me as a human being with, with my pain and my sorrows attached. You're letting me as, you got a hechatim of getting schar and shemayim. Now you're an esrig. Ah. So you treat me with the same level of, of a human re- reality as you treat an esrig. I'm not a human being. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a the, I want to be a gavra, not a chafsa. Right? But there's certain people that push, you, you feel like so comfortable that they make you feel so because they their message is so much they I care about you and there's nothing better I want to do than than to be be involved in helping you it's not about me they've internalized this message it's not about that there's a bigger reality in their lives 
and I'm part of that reality, so I don't feel a steer between me and them. There's people which it's them. They're nice people, so they do chesed. But it's like, you know, it's like, at the end of the day, it's about them. Um, and we've seen over the years, you have different guests that come to your house. Certain guests, but you push it, it's, it's a machai to have these guests. Certain people which, like, they're nice people, but, like, they're into themselves, you know. So, so the message of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was, was, was that for Moshe Rabbeinu to be the person who's going to be the, the take Kali Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu to be the leader of Kali Yisrael, he had to be a person that's not about him. That he gets them. I don't know what it means to grow up in the palace and to relate to the pain of a person who has burdens. You can see it from here to tomorrow. You don't know what it means. Moshe Rabbeinu did. That meant... It, the, the message over here wasn't he was a nice he cared and that, that's a nice message that's not the message the message of the, that that he understood the pain even though he never lived through it himself and that's what it means to be a member of Koyasa Moshe Benu was chosen the leader not because he's extraordinary it's because he's a paradigm that we're all supposed to strive for he's like he's if you want to know what are you striving for, it didn't say that he was brilliant. It didn't say that he learned the day and night. It said that he was able to understand everybody else. If that would be the message that we get across, and that that's what we're all striving for, we could also then now that now that you feel comfortable with that, you know, well, we we need to be Torah is what gives that to us. Terror is what gives that. Like we spoke about like two weeks ago, that message of the, the extraordinary experience of experiencing a word of Torah is life transforming for you and for Esau. How can you not want to do it? So do as much as you can. I just finish off. I once asked a shiur of time. Desler writes and they, they published the term for Desler, and he writes over there um, that. He was grappling with the following question. You say in, in Shabbos Davening, I think I'll tell you this once. Um, he says, What does that mean? The, you're talking about Gashmias or Ruthias. Talking about doesn't fit the rest of the. You're talking about. You're talking about. And we should have a lot of Gashmias. No, it doesn't, doesn't fit. How can you see it from Ruthias? You always want more. That's what Rodessa writes. He, says, he didn't know how to answer the question. He says, Tamidim asked me a question. I don't know how to answer this question. This is what he writes in the letter. So I was, I, I happened to see this, it was Sukkah's time. So I was back in Cleveland for visits. I, was, I went to Shiva Cholomoy, Shiva Chaim, to visit him. So I threw out the question, curious to see what he would say. And he answered me like on the spot, like immediately. He says, when you give a, a person a piece of chocolate cake, he has tremendous pleasure of the, from the chocolate cake. He obviously feels severe. He has a gishmak from it. The result is not that he's, I feel full. I don't want it anymore. He says, let's do it again. That's, the, that's what we mean. But we need to give a message that Ruchlius is not, hey, keep trying to work with this. you never, you got to get to the end. It's each piece is so gishmak. Of course you want another one. 
so if I tell the kid, you know, the, the goal is be like Rukhaim Kanievsky, so like, man, that's, that's such an overwhelming goal, I'll never get there, why should I try? If the goal is get this piece of Torah because it's really Gishmak, and you, and you get it and he feels Gishmak, so, okay, you're it's a good man, no, I'm not, I'll have another piece of cake. We're, 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 I, that's the message you want to give across that we're comfortable trying because it's all so gishmak why, why would you want to try but I'm only comfortable trying but I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like a failure because each piece in itself is a tremendous accomplishment I think the combination of those two points together of that clarity of understanding of that our paradigm that we're, we're, we're if my story is about Rukhaim Kanievsky is Rukhaim Kanievsky is a person who sees himself as a member of Kleiser like everybody else and, that, and he cares about everybody else and he feels comfortable being just one of the, one of Yisrael. And his role is to learn a lot of Torah. And that's a very important role. So you know what? I'm also a member of Yisrael. I also get a member And I also want to see if I can be that person who can play that role for Yisrael. Great. And if not, also great. Not that I don't want to try. It's not like, you know, well, hey, you know, if you can, if you can be a, 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 a private, why should you want to be a general? No. I want to be a general. I want to try for that, but I don't feel I don't feel disappointed that I end up being a private because both of those are important. That balances that we're striving for. That's what I'm suggesting. I don't know how to, how you put the nice. I don't know.